I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetus Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you producers and or magicians? I'm Alan. I'm the cameraman. Oh, nice. Third option. And I'm Max. And this is Zetus Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched the movie. Now you see it. Ellipses. Now you don't. That, that is the implication. <laughs> yes. Uh, the description for this film is a budding producer searches for the country's best young magi- magician. That does happen. Yeah. That's not really what most of this movie. No, is that's about. A, that's what the first fifteen that's, minutes yeah, of this movie it, are. That about. movie is it, that's over in about ten minutes, and then the rest of it has nothing to do with that. It, well, about the next hour and a half have to do with one thing, and then the last like thirty minutes have their own. Thing. Yeah, an entirely new plot true. line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is this is a, a classic, and we'll get into this more. But this is a classic decom approach of like. What the fuck is happening? Just what throw is the plot? everything at the wall and see if anything <laughs> Dude, sticks. What do we like? Uh, it, it was, boy, there were some elements of this that made me actually have to get up and walk around. This movie was released on January 14th of the year 2005, and I have to know, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No, I didn't know this movie existed until a few hours ago. Same. Same. I thought it was that movie with Jesse Eisenberg. I was more I would have been more excited. <laughs> yep. I would have really liked to watch that movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, the social project. <laughs> the social network. Yeah, the social that network. Was, yeah, that yep. was Superman. Yeah. Is what I mean. <laughs> yeah. All better choices. Literally anything in that Rolodex is probably going to kick this is this movie's ass. Not to give away our ratings at all, listener. No, it was a movie, movie. about magic. It sure was. The top song of this week was Let Me Love You by Mario. You should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything you Mm, want mm, and need. mm, mm, mm. Baby, make me your selection. I'll be your affection. Show you all the love supposed to be. Baby, you should let me love. Oh, we're doing the whole song. That song is good. It is a good song. I agree. I love some good '90s, early 2000s R&B. Crushed, absolutely crushed. You know what else crushed? The top movie this week, Coach Carter. Oh, Oh, Samuel, Sam Jackson. Yeah, wouldn't it have been great if we had if we just did a podcast that just had like these random weeks top movies? <laughs> I'm tired of these motherfucking players on this motherfucking court. That's, yeah, that's, that's what he says. That's the movie, the right? plot of <laughs> My favorite, crazy. The court is on a plane. <laughs> My favorite Sammy L. Jackson moment is when he's like, "I'm tired of these motherfucking sharks in the motherfucking chomp," and then the shark eats him in the middle uh, of the sentence. Yeah. Uh, well, sure. Deep Blue Sea. True. What a what a fun movie that is. I love that movie. Other news headlines of the time. Uh, this w- would spell the second inauguration of George W. Okay. As he wins that election and then comes into his second term as president. Mm-hmm. Great. And in other news, it didn't actually happen in January, but it happened close after. And I checked. It's actually going to be a little bit closer to this movie's release than our next movie. Uh, YouTube was founded in the middle of February of 2005. Not just the middle of February, Alan. Valentine's Day. Specifically, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy times. That is an important thing. Yeah. For us. It is an important thing. For the world, but for us also, specifically. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the outlets that Mammoth Club exists on. That's true. That's why I have a job. (laughs) True. 
Huh. So yeah, that's the that's the big cool excitingness. I was like, wow, that's yeah. We should we should bring that one back up. So you that was guys very remember cool. early YouTube? Like I do. Jenna Marbles, Chocolate yeah, Rain, yeah. Fred, Old Greg. What do you think of me? I don't rightly know, sir. Make an assessment. Oh my god! (laughs) I get mixed up with what was early YouTube and what was like other Vine video sites. No, not Vine, but like there. You know, before there was YouTube, there was just like videos that existed. There were like sites that had similar to like now. I think about Chive TV that's on bars, but like before there was that. Yeah, there were like websites that just had. Uh, like videos that got uploaded similar to YouTube, but it was like you would go there and it'd be like daily uploads or whatever. And it wasn't hosted on a central Mm -hmm. video platform like YouTube. It was just like they got uploaded to these different websites to host to them. And I look back at those times and I'm like, did the Numa Numa guy, was that on Newgrounds or was that on YouTube? Like, I don't, I mix up like, yeah, exactly. I mix up like, yeah, is that pre or was that post yeah. or like what you know? Old where Greg was YouTube? was YouTube, right? I don't. Remember, I don't actually remember now that it's I'm all saying so it. old. Like, you ever drink babies from a shoe? <laughs> yes. Question worth asking, everybody. Jeez Louise. I'm oh old Greg. I'm old Greg. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was a, a fun, a fun acknowledgement for uh, YouTube being founded at, at around this time. Yeah. Uh, but with that bit of exciting news, are you guys ready to dive into uh, the delightful tale that is Now You See It? I'm ready. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Alakazam! Yeah! Abracadabra, let's go. So this film begins with a PowerPoint presentation yeah. of some dude. It's like a graduation <laughs> slideshow. Yeah. Like, you know, as we go Oh, hell God, yeah. We remember... That's playing in the background, silent, like softly, and it's just like a slideshow of photos. That's what I was thinking about. But instead of having that song, we have our narrator, Allison. <laughs> I love that you just got that on lock. La 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 la. Wasn't that song called something else? But everyone called it the graduation song. I think it's called graduation song. Parentheses friends forever. Big fan. I listen to it every day. Between this song and Easy A, what when do you have time to get things done, Max? Spoiler, Alan. We're not going to talk about my Easy A watching. Your your film consumption habits are incredibly distressing. I have plenty of time to listen to that song three times and watch Easy A every day. Oh wow. Meeting ends three minutes early. Get in a play of vitamin C. <laughs> As we go on. Any kind of sentimental moment in my life, get in a play of vitamin C. Or not sentimental, you know, just play it whenever. <laughs> it's called Graduation Friends Forever. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Hold on, I want to see how long it is. Is this a sentimental moment right now? Oh, it's five. Thir- it's five minutes and thirty nine seconds. Man, you got a budget like sixteen minutes a day. Me- meeting in six minutes early, I can get in and play a graduation parentheses friends forever. Oh, Sometimes God, you gotta split it though. I understand. Like yeah, if the meeting every- only ends two minutes early. You just play a little get bit. The first three. The next <laughs> oh, God. oh, got you know you got the Google Home set up throughout the house so you can play it while you're walking. You I just think- say play it again, Sam, and it comes on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I do have it set up. 
up that way. Yeah, yeah. It's weird you know that. Yeah, well, you know, we're friends. So, the, so we say play it against C. Get it? Oh, because vitamin, vitamin C. C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is... I exclusively weird. like things built around single letters. <laughs> what easy, a very Easy A, vitamin <laughs> C. This makes no sense. Correct. <laughs> Oh, you know what else makes no sense? The intro to this movie. So we have Allison, who is our narrator, who is outlining uh, this gentleman who we have seen on the screen by the name of Danny. Danny has apparently disappeared, but we're going to learn Danny's story. The drama is clear. The intrigue levels are high. And my frustration was mounting. Can't imagine why. We have this actress... Sitting and just immediately breaking the fourth wall. It mm. was it was quince all over again. <laughs> it was quince level. And she just talks to us for like, I don't know, this movie's probably 90 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say 12 of it is her just sitting there staring at the camera. Keeps coming back to it. It is a little bit, I, I, I wonder your thoughts, Alan, because obviously <clears> we <throat> know of your storied rage on quince. But dude, this movie does establish her as looking at camera in and outside of this because it's she's being filmed and if you look past her in this scene on her computer you can see other camera shots set up she's clearly set this up to film it as a would-be tv producer right so it's a little bit different because it's not just i'm breaking the fourth wall of the decom like KJB and Quince, it's like I work in television and I'm seemingly shooting something right now. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well. It did not lessen my frustration. Okay. And, and sort of like, here's here's why. Is we have, there there are just so many times throughout this movie, and we'll, we'll touch on them, where we have established, you know, Allison's our producer, Danny's the talent, and I can't ever remember the little kid's name who's our Curtis. Gilbert. Curtis. Curtis. Curtis is the cameraman. So there are, and, and then you just have the filming of the decom around them. Mm-hmm. I am more accepting of the times where she's looking dead ass into Curtis's camera yeah. than I am when she breaks the fourth wall in the film as well. Like not, not her in her room doing the film setup thing. That's just a trope of like tell don't of, of telling, not showing that I just don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, there were so many times where characters just stared directly into camera a aka not curtis's camera that i was like what is happening right now i kept thinking they were going to reveal that curtis was in the room because like yeah they're they break they look in the camera like i i like when she's in her room doing this like exposition piece the camera moves with her and i kept thinking at some point when we get to present day Cause she sort of like tells what has already happened. And I kept thinking at some point when we get to present day, it would cut back and show that Curtis has been filming this whole time. And that would be like, Oh, okay. We're making, I think they never do that. No, not at all. We, we just have her provide a, a wealth of exposition that is like, but don't worry. This is the story I'm going to tell you. You're going to learn about it. And I'm like, get on with it. Just, just tell me this. Like, I don't need five to eight minutes mm-hmm. of you talking at me just get to the story so we find out that allison is a producer also in high school well i thought this too she gets caught she gets chosen 
from a new reality TV show, and the competition is to find the best kid magician. And I was like, how old is she that she's going to be a producer on a reality TV show? But then it's very quickly revealed that it's the first ever kid produced and made show. So they've got kid cameramen, kid producers, and then they're looking for the kid talent to be the uh, magicians. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say musicians at some point. Everyone, I mean magicians. Just know I always mean magicians. Um, And she gets chosen as one of the producers, and she very quickly makes friends. (laughs) Yo, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say it right now, and I firm, I'm i going to stand by it. I think that every MC in this is insufferable. I think Allison yeah, is insufferable. I think so, too. I think Danny is insufferable. I think Curtis is, like, a little bit less Curtis so, but is, Curtis is still insufferable. I think I think Danny and Allison are two of the most unlikable lead characters we've had in a decom. She grows on me as the movie goes on, but she never gets to a great place, and Danny is straight horrible like <laughs> yeah he's he such a dick is horrible she like you at least find sympathy for her toward the end of the movie because you know she's in the right mm-hmm. and she's doing something out of like care and so i can at least like like be on her side for there because mm-hmm. she's trying to like be there for uh somebody she cares about but man they all suck that's true it's a it is a, a there were you know, you've mentioned this before, Max, of like having to want to turn it off. I remember looking at my like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. Like I there there were three distinct points in this movie where I was like, I, I could turn this off and be happy. And it's because we're here <laughs> that, yeah. that I, we, we finished the thing. But regardless, I think there were some like unintentionally comedic moments in this movie where like I feel like the movie didn't intend for the thing to be funny and it, it wound up being that way. It was just like I could not understand why these characters were written to be just so unlikable. Yeah. That, I, that I just, I was like, what is happening yeah, right now? Allison's like, you're know it all in there on the first day of this new TV show. They're meeting like the pro- head producer of the whole thing. And at, like, she's asking questions. And of course, Allison knows all the answers. And not only that, but she's like, she answers one question correctly and the the main producer woman's like oh i couldn't have said that better myself and allison's like oh you did in this article i read where you were interviewed in 1999 or like and she's just being like the ultimate know-it-all yep kiss ass and whilst i respect that she studied and worked hard and is clearly there to to make something of this experience she's like no one wants you understand why no one likes her Mm -hmm. well on top of that too she has that moment and we cut back to her justifying the annoying actions where she's like i listen i don't understand why somebody wouldn't you would ask me a question they wouldn't want the full answer to him we're like no 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 no, you don't that's not it that's not that's actually not the issue i just understand why i can't make friends because what yeah. So it's just like the willful ignorance portion of it too, where you're just like, and, and now granted high school, like nobody has the emotional intelligence to probably express that well, but it's just like, whoa, it was so discordant in that moment. I liked the, uh, I like, I like the basis of this competition for the rest of the producers. So every producer has a team, basically. They've got a cameraman, mm-hmm. they've got a producer and they've got a mentor. Uh, Curtis is our cameraman, Paul. Paul is our mentor and Allison is the producer. And the, the basis of this competition is whoever's magician, whoever goes out and finds the talent. If you don't find the top talent, you don't get to work on the show. You just, your entire job is based on how good someone else is at their job. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. you you don't want, like, the best producer or, like, the best right. camera person. You just want, like, the person that happened to find the good magician. That's that's who gets to keep working on this thing. <laughs> like, Which is odd because, like, you're describing the role of a talent scout here. Yeah, it was so puzzling to me that, like, this is the... The design is like, hey, you may be the shittiest camera person we've got, but you happen to stumble upon the best magician. So that's what we're working with is the worst camera person. So we have this entire setup. Oh, wait, we have a, a community theater reappearance. Oh, OK. Hunter, the one of the other producers who's like always saying Allison's cheating and is kind mm-hmm. of like a secondary character. He was in double teamed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Was he like a side character? I think he was the, the boy they had cr- a crush on. Oh, like the the main basketball player. I'm pretty Gosh. sure. Gosh. Oh, interesting. I was, I was looking at IMDb. He's got that look. For some rising, I was on IMDb. Can't imagine why. And I noticed that he was in both. Hmm. Yeah. So we have the setup of this contest. We have a, a, had an ad released in newspapers, magazines, on the internet. Any magician worth their salt will be able to understand where to go to enter themselves into this contest. And this is when we get a classic Disney trope. Cue the montage. Mm -hmm. Cue the montage of people doing the thing you're looking for really badly. I kind of say, I got to say, bad magician montage, better than bad dancer montage. Mm. And I love bad dancer montage. It's pretty good. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah. I mean, they were terrible all of the children that allison curtis and paul by the way can we talk about how crazy paul's hair was paul had like the spike gel situation 2005 Mm, that's for sure uh also i i'm sorry i i just have more logistical questions about this contest yeah yeah go on to get into the contest to get to get onto the tv show you have to crack a riddle basically what the fuck does that have to do with being a magician Also, it sort of doesn't even add up to what we then see. Like, it feels like they have this, like, okay, you have to, like, crack this code to get into the contest. And then we see Allison show up to, like, a food truck. Right. And she's like, so you want to be on the show? And it's like, did that kid solve the puzzle? Apparently. Or is he just, like, an icy salesman who I think he solved the... I think the people they saw all solved the puzzle and went to the website because they solved the, like, puzzle. Like, it's basically a game you'd see, like, in an escape game type puzzle. There's and a then, lot of that in this movie. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I just was like... You're telling me what if what if someone was the best magician in the world, but they suck at logical reasoning puzzles? Mm-hmm. Like, this is such a dumb way to what if measure. They just don't see your stupid. <laughs> what if they don't? What if they're like not uh, worth the effort and yeah. they just don't? They're like, nah, nah. like I don't care. It just seems like such a dumb way to try and be like, this is how we'll find magicians: a riddle. <laughs> A game is the foot. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, all of these kid magicians I find are forking terrible. That's true. We we focus on three main ones. Icy Boy, who was being uh, locked up in a straitjacket and failing to get out. Uh, Gentleman who, like, is the classic stage magician kid who, like disappears his chihuahua but tries to make cake in the yeah definitely doesn't tries to make cake in a hat and then turn it over on uh somebody's head that doesn't work out um 
and we have this girl in some like massive Coke bottle glasses who is uh, who's trying to is do a card trick. Card? Is this your card? There's also mm-hmm. the girl who's got the rings that are supposed to connect and right. unconnect. Yeah. All that to say, we spent about three and a half to four minutes it's, on this montage. It's, it's too long of a montage. I will <laughs> probably say only that. needed three examples, not, <laughs> not and we four. didn't need to see each one multiple times we see each one like three times it's like you know what i get it i get that (laughs) they're they're not they're bad we really didn't need to see the kid get scouted from the icy truck probably just like in the straitjacket not (laughs) no i like that they i like that they really brought us through the whole journey (laughs) of of going to the food truck i'll take a blue raspberry (laughs) yeah if only a blue raspberry and your best trick Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where the snow that Danny got later came from. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I didn't need to see the girl with glasses ask 17 times, is this your card? Yeah. I could, two would have sufficed. Like, oh my God. Oh, it was just so, uh, just so hilarious. And they finally happen on uh, Danny. And they show up to Danny's house. And he is staring out the window at this group of people coming out of the car. And I was like, this is creepy. We have now hit the creepy realm. Mom and dad open up the door. I think I'm starting to think this is a horror film. Mom and dad open up the door and they're like, hi, are you here to see our Danny? He's really happy. You're here. He's been worried about this. And like, he, he's been wanting this for a long they're time. Like three monkeys in skin suits. Whoa. The tone shift was palpable. Well, and then when they get upstairs, Danny's doing the most normal thing you can imagine, <laughs> which is he's just blown up a giant balloon. <laughs> he's he's, he's like, he showing up his lungs those people are there and he's just like you know what i'm gonna do real quick balloon blow up a giant balloon and, and when i say giant i mean like as big as him like, like it's a, a huge fucking balloon. huge balloon it's so big and do we have this conversation where and this isn't the first or last time we're going to see him uh, blow up a balloon listener because for the next three minutes <laughs> we get danny trying to do the same now, trick now here's the here's okay Okay. This okay. He's got the magician's version of whiskey dick. He just can't do the trick. <laughs> it's, it's just so bad, and he keeps asking Allison oh, over and over I again. Had, I had a hard flashback here. Go ahead, Molly. Hard flashback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Um. Okay. So I just okay. She comes in, and Danny's like, "I got to do the trick." I, I. He pops too quickly. And, <laughs> and uh then he tries a couple more times and she's like oh it's okay and he's like no i really need this and he like yells at her and i was like okay this kid's a dick first of all yeah and then she's like well if i'm being honest you're my last chance and he goes this is my last chance too and i'm like for what like, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening for to to be a i'm gonna die <laughs> I, that's what he made it sound like or like this is my last chance to be a mediocre amateur musician <laughs> M- musician i told you i'm gonna fuck it up yeah, there it is i was thrust back in this moment to he does it he does it once it fails he does it twice it fails does it three times and so then we get this moment to your point molly where he's like he's like i have to do the thing and she's like you're the last hope and then they have this like heartfelt thing with like build up and he's like i have to do the thing and i was i was reacted back to 
Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Oh my God. It's so right. I was, I was yanked back to watching Cats the movie 2019 in theaters with Best the two of experience of my life. Magical Mr. Mistopheles does the trick three times and, a, and big build up on the third one. And then he finishes the line and nothing happens. And Alan in the theater goes, Uh. (laughs) and i like they have this big heartfelt moment everybody it's everybody's last hope everybody needs this trick to work he blows up the balloon one more time he pops it and nothing happens and i just went Ah, like God. it was. It's magical, Mister Stop. Bad. I was like, oh, oh it's it's cats uh, again. Oh, and for the record, I don't think we ever said this. Apparently, when the balloon pops, there's supposed to be a bird there. Yeah, a, a dove, dove is supposed to yeah. fly out. So he pops approximately twenty-five balloons because Allison makes the entire group of Curtis and Paul remain in Danny's room as he just continues to blow and pop balloons. Mm-hmm. Again, we could have cut this montage in half. Totally. They leave, go to the truck. This is when you have Curtis be like, Allison only wanted to stay because I bet she thought Danny was cute, seeding the romance that's going to inevitably happen because it's a decom. And they open up the back of the truck and doves fly out as if from nowhere. Um, From nowhere is correct. How did he do that? I'm I'm, going to like spoil for later. But I literally, when I watched it, I was like, that was some poor editing. Those doves came out of nowhere. (laughs) Why didn't they just put those doves? And then... And what jokes on you? Jokes on me. That's going to come up an hour from now. That is good seating. Although, I have questions. How the fuck does Allison make the jump that it is the dude who wanted to make a dove appear in his hand been put? How did he put them in the it's car? An amazing trick, though. Because huh? how? Who else would know that doves should exist? Yeah. Well, what? That was the trick. They made him think that they, he wasn't. He he made them think he wasn't very good, and it was all it was all deception because the whole time he was making doves appear in their fucking car, so that when they got ready to leave, disappointed, downtrodden, out of hope, they would open it and uh, doves. Yeah, sure. That's supported so much by the fact that we have a voiceover from Allison telling us overtly. You know, I thought Danny would look happy as she stares at him he in the window. Has the most broody duck lips I've ever seen. Because she's like, he looks scared. And he's literally just like, mm. he's like me in every selfie in 2006. It, it was the popular and prevailing look. Mm-hmm. Danny joins the crew. Now, there is a line that happens here that I thought was actually kind of funny from the from the movie where Allison was talking to Paul before the, they open the door and the doves fly out. And she's like, so, Paul, do you ever think we're going to find anybody? Is Danny our guy? And he was like, yeah, sure. I think you're going to get it, Allison. And Allison's like, do you actually believe that? And he goes, no. As your mentor, I'm supposed to be encouraging. And I was like, oh, God, Paul. Sick burn. Regardless, Danny joins the crew. And they go back to meet with the rest of the producers who immediately say upon review of the footage that Allison is uh, cheating, that he w- she was in cahoots with this, mu- uh, with, with this magician who is going to make the trick happen so that they can join. And this is when we have for like the, the, the longest beat. We saw this character be introduced earlier. His name is Max, who's sort of the orchestrator of this whole event. He is now brooding in the corner. And I... I don't know about YouTube, but I was like, oh, well, there's our villain. Yeah. We, very we, obvious. we found him. Yeah. 
he was spooky scary and i actually was sus of paul immediately too pretty mm. much i was like these two Mm-mm. can't be trusted Mm-mm. i don't like that max eventually decides bad name by the way i was about to say gross how did you feel about that yuck yicky uh trust anybody with that name i wouldn't masters of chaos they are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can can attest Uh, we we see it represented in this film as well we cut to all of the producers camera children and magicians on a bus on their way to an undisclosed location and we have a bit of a a bit of a dick measuring contest. Happened. Magic off. A magic off. <laughs> <laughs> I know neither of you have seen Barbie yet, but all I, now I, in Barbie, they're like, I'm going to beat you off. Because <laughs> the Ken's job is beach. And so then they get in a fight and they're like, I'm going to beat you off. I'll beat you off right now. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. Effectively. But, but through worse. cards. But worse. This is the most, it's not the most confusing thing in this movie, but it is confusing. So, they do sort of like because of the way Danny's face looks after the after he produces doves, uh, because of because of that is because of how it all works, right? I I think you are led to believe like oh he doesn't totally know what's happening or he is is he in control of it is he not in control of it? Then they get on the bus. And he does a very good David Blaine card trick. Seemingly just does it. Like, seemingly he's in total control. And uh, Brandon does a card trick. And then Danny's like, yeah, watch this. And throws a card through the glass of the bus. And and it's his card. And it's his card. And it's like, it's a David Blaine trick. I've seen that in a special. And so I immediately was like, well, can he do magic? Like, I, I now I don't know. Like, it okay. was very chaotic and uncontrolled first, and he sort of, like, lucked his way into the competition. But now, in the moment, he takes the deck and he just does the trick. It's, it is just so painfully frustrating because they go from that, Max, back to him being chaos and, and not knowing. I know. And, like, pick a lane, please. I, I guess I'm I'm thinking through it right now. And are we meant to intuit that whenever Danny is emotionally charged, he has control over it? He said, basically, he describes it later as like, when I need it to work, it works. But just so convenient. Yeah, very convenient. And yeah, because spoiler alert, listener, he actually has magical powers. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, the whole thing. No, but it's like very like I'm with you. I don't know if maybe he was drawn to magic tricks because he innately has magic powers or something like that. Like, I don't know, because it does seem like he's actually trying to do magic. Yeah. Like magician magic. Right. Close so, up card magic. Yeah, so maybe he just innately was drawn to that. He's like, this is, that, that's what magic is. Yeah. 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 I, it's like, I, I understand it's supposed to be this like uncontrolled force. Like his inability to control what's happening is part of his character arc and theme, but it's just weird. Um, Sorry, I'm going to skip ahead here, but it's weird that he, like, he's introduced, he's not having any control, but he's trying to do this dove trick. The doves appear somewhere else. He doesn't intend for them to. Then he does the card trick perfectly. Then he does another trick on stage, and it's a fucking mess. 
actually does two of those. They're a fucking mess. And then he goes to the like, he has to like prove he has powers and he does it perfectly and like has complete control of it. And in every, I was always like, the fuck is going on? Like, does he control it? Does he not control it? Is he magic? Is he not magic? What is happening? And it's never explained well. Like we never, we never get a brief rundown of like, typically with, (laughs) typically there are rules established about how magic should work. Right in Harry Potter, it's you. Everybody is born a wizard or a witch. You get a wand; it helps you channel and focus the magic. Great. Yeah, but this is reminiscent of the Harry Potter part that they explain before Harry goes to Hogwarts, where Hagrid says, "Hasn't anything ever happened that you didn't understand?" And he's like, "Oh, one time I made the glass." Di-. Like he talks about the glass disappearing. Yeah, he talks like- about. It, uh, there, his aunt's always like, you need a haircut. And so she cuts his hair and then it will grow back the next day. He talks about one time some kids are bullying him and all of a sudden he's up on the roof of a building where the kids can't reach yeah. him. And it's like, so he apparated, by the way, can we all just establish that Harry as a, as an elementary school apparated? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a badass, obviously, but it's like established that. And in Harry Potter, they explain whenever he's got a surge of emotion, these mm-hmm. kind of things happen. They don't do that here. They no. don't explain that like, oh, it's happening because you're stressed or because you're whatever. It just happens. Yeah, you can seemingly always do something. Yeah. And sometimes it works perfectly. It works. <laughs> it works all the time. 60% of the time. Like it feels like for his story to work, it needs to be chaotic. It can be incredible, but chaotic every time. Like, that card trick needs to have not really worked, mm-hmm. right? When he goes to the council later, either like nothing needs to happen, which is what I thought was going to happen. I thought like they're going to be like, prove it. And he wasn't going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Yep. Or like he was going to try something and something else. Like he doesn't, that's the whole fucking point is that like he's given control later, which is why it's so attractive to him, but he's had control on a couple of occasions. I don't know. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't make any sense. We arrive off the bus onto the magician's mansion. A.K.A. fake magic castle. That's right. <laughs> yes. Where they are met by Max. The magicians, the magicians, the uh, producers and the camera people are all given their room keys magically in their pockets. Save Danny, who we have Max do more close-up magic to give and throw the key to Danny specifically for reasons. Can I say something about this movie that kills me with like the key trick and stuff? Half the time they do close up magic and then half the time it's shitty CGI. Yeah. And I wish they would have just got people who could do close up magic oh, sure. and do more close up magic. Yeah. Like show it off. Show it off cuz the CGI kind of ruins it for me. Like yeah. obviously this is a ridiculous decom, but it's like there are times when it could have been like with the every time Max scores anything for the competition, he like makes a card appear with his score number on mm. it and it's always cgi'd and i'm like why couldn't they just get someone who had sleight of hand to like make the card appear somehow yeah. it would have been such a better and more faithful and probably so more, more cost effective representation would have been of so magic. Much more realistic well and it could just be it's just this movie should be a celebration of this unbelievable skill yeah like I love watching really good magicians. Yeah, you love and the Doctor Strange show. I, that's what I meant. And <laughs> no, no, see, I love really good magicians. Alan, Alan loves the Doctor loves Strange the show. Doctor Strange show. Um, <laughs> the but, biggest miss of this movie is the lack of math. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and and I agree, Molly. I think it's such a miss that there's not better. Like even the the other kids, they do fine tricks, but like 
that we're about to get with our first challenge is that they all get a random assortment of items and they are made to um, do a trick mm-hmm. with those items. And there are three kids in contention. There's Zoe, there's Brandon and there's Danny. And I just wish that when the other kids did their trick, they would do a better job. Of like, like Zoe does this trick with like a floating basketball and the rod. You can see the rod. It's so obvious. And I'm like, guys, do good magic. Like just, it doesn't, we can all agree. It's not the same thing Danny is doing because his is fantastic, but what the kids are doing could be great. Like, and you, why don't we show them being great? And you can't tell me you cannot find two ki- actual kid magicians. Right. Like there's definitely kids out there that can do For very sure. cool magic. Yeah. And there's definitely adults out there that could have been the max character and other, like, I, I mean, Frank Langella is a pretty like famous actor, so I don't mm-hmm. know if that's why they wanted him in this, but like, I don't know. They couldn't they have taught him some sleight of hand or something. Yeah. It's just such a bummer when I was like, oh, there's the rod for the basketball. Yep. It's like, well, we didn't know a trick to do it. You pick the fucking items. Like, right. They could have picked It could have been anything. Like, just do something that you could do a cool trick with and show cool magic. So, so set the set the story up for us, right? Max, as you mentioned, we have these trials. There are three trials that the bulk of this film revolve around, and it is how each of our three magicians prepares and then uh, engages with the three trials. There is a separate plot that happens between two of the trials that we'll talk about in a little bit, but the three trials are are really what we, we center the entire film around. The first is Max True. outlined is here's here's a Walmart shopping list. Do magic. Basketball, rope, fish tank, broom. Something. That, I, that, 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 I might just be those though. But tarp or case. Like something. Oh yeah, yeah, like curtain, curtain, or or curtain. Yeah. Zoe and Brandon objectively do really fun magic with those items. With a rod that you can see the basketball. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's not great, it's, but it's fun. Well, Zoe does magic. Brandon. Brandon. Oh yeah. Brandon asks for an assistant. Yeah. After Danny goes, uh-huh. and Brandon ends up not really doing a trick. <laughs> well, he does that. That yelling constantly for oh about god. maybe a minute and a half is something that you only see in, in on, on football games. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. Um. So Brandon's go of this magic to be like, I'm going to make Brandon's entire act always centers around making something up here or disappear. It mm-hmm. is. It is nothing in between. He goes, I'm going to make these objects behind me disappear. On the count of three, one, two, three, boop, and he's made a Rube Goldberg machine where he's got a, a basketball twirling Danny. around. Danny, yeah. yeah. Where a basketball's spinning around, and like, he made snow, because he made snow to hold up the broom for reasons. And I like, didn't get he, this at all. It didn't make any made sense. No Where'd sense. the snow come from? Like, yeah. Well, he made it, but... Right. He magicked it. And he was like, you should DQ everybody, Hunter specifically, you should disqualify... Uh, Danny for making the snow because it's not one of the five objects you gave and Max is like you're right he gets a three out of ten but then okay so then Brandon goes up and Brandon's like I need an assistant I need a volunteer from the audience and Max is like Danny's already up on the stage have him help you and I thought isn't that unethical? Like, right. why would you make another contestant help a different contestant? Because if I was that contestant, I wouldn't help. I wouldn't like do what they wanted me to do. So I'd fuck up their trick. Right. Well, Danny did. Uh, <laughs> well, he did. I know, but I'm like, why wouldn't you send up his producer? Like send up Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. 
or Allison. Who cares? Yeah. Like anybody that's not competing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead, what we get is Danny holds the curtain in front of Brandon, and then all of a sudden, Brandon starts screaming and doesn't stop for a very long time. And it's not always a scream. Sometimes it's a laugh, like he's being tickled uncontrollably. It does sound like a laugh. Yeah. Uh, but he's been pinned to a comically large Wheel of Fortune-style wheel, and he is spinning. He's being tortured, is really what it is. Uh, but he likes it. Yeah, he disappears from behind the curtain. Danny drops the curtain. Brandon's gone, and now he's spinning on a wheel. And everyone is confounded. How did this happen? What a trick. They're confounded to the point where that evening, Allison, Curtis, Hunter, and Brandon all begin searching the stage for a trapdoor because there must have been a trapdoor that would <laughs> don't you think brandon would have known if there was a trap door yeah. like, like how I, I went from a to I b i fell through a trap door yeah. and then walked to the wheel and put myself on <laughs> jumped like, on <laughs> yes that was my question like yes if a there's a door suit you still gotta get on the wheel <laughs> dog makes more sense if hunter's looking and he's like oh how did that happen <laughs> nope everybody brandon has suffered some short-term memory loss i guess <laughs> uh does not remember the events he was just so traumatized by it while they're unable to find this trap door we see paul lurking in the rafters sus being sus really it's just to establish paul is sus the whole time um allison is super super competitive and she's very like okay danny like what's your next trick what are you gonna do you need to be personable like we need to be best friends and like hang out all the time because i want to win and like I watch a lot of reality TV and Danny's like, leave me alone. And he's all moody and like such a dick to her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one line that actually made me laugh. And she's like, no, you don't understand, Danny. I watch a lot of reality TV and the contestants that they show the most of, they are either the most personable or they're the most competitive or they have some kind of sad heartbreaking backstory and i started laughing because like that is every reality show competition every time i'm watching anything i mean i don't watch a lot of reality tv but uh back in the day when it'd be like american idol or any show like that they're like and then my dad died so mm-hmm. i decided to sing the song he wrote for me as a baby and like that's right. the song they auditioned with yeah i do watch a lot of reality tv and i can confirm still that's, the same yeah it's how it works I, yeah. I mostly if i'm watching reality tv it's when we're watching trashy dating shows right yeah. new episodes of love is blind by the way Ooh. this is where they are establishing that that allison allison is making effort this is why i find her to be the least She's annoying, but I find her to be the least insufferable of these main characters because she is like trying to like make help Danny succeed. Maybe she's annoying while she's doing it, but she's like, hey, this is a competition show. I want you to win because you winning means I get a job and you need to like interact with people. You need to be personable. You need to like actually participate in this thing and the first trial is coming up and Danny's like I don't know what I'm going to do and Allison's like I am concerned that you don't know what you're going and like Danny's nonchalance is giving her stress and anxiety because her success is literally in his hands Mm -hmm. it's like I said at the beginning like this this system doesn't make any goddamn sense because 
even though she found Danny, now that he's there, she just is at his mercy, basically. Mm -hmm. And so she's trying and, and we get multiple scenes of her attempting to like give advice and help and, and, um, and like be there to help him. And he's basically like F off. Like, I don't want you. He's almost like openly antagonistic Mm -hmm. in that way. It's what struck me was like, there's a way to be indifferent without being hostile. Yeah. And he is very much the latter. Right. And I'm like, why, why though, dude, like this is what, and, and it's very clear this whole time that he's hiding some kind of secret. Oh, he's so moody. Secret boy. So misunderstood. Oh. While this is happening, right, we have this Allison trying to establish a relationship with Danny. Danny is a part of the second trial. They're each given wands of famous uh, magicians. Zoe and Brandon get theirs. And then, oh, wouldn't you know it, but Danny got Harry Houdini. This is like a weird sorting hat thing. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was like, it's like, you will be Harry Houdini. And while Zoe and Brandon are working on their trick again, we're getting, this is the same trope replayed over and over again. We love that. Mm-hmm. Danny is at the library. Certainly not CGI. Danny's at the library. Right, Reading. The library scene was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, <laughs> it felt like the uh, walking into the encyclopedia the the computer game no, that yeah. we talk about the bum, 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 bum. Oh. the bum, 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 eyewitness bum, the eyewitness bum, games bum, bum, it looks oh, like yeah, that bum, when they bum, walk bum, in the CGI bum, lab, bum, bum, bum. Uh, library yeah that was wild uh, and <laughs> Allison's like oh my gosh that's so great you're working on the the trick you're reading up about Houdini he's like no I'm not I already got that unlocked what I am looking up is like I want to find more information on the magician's mansion because when we first got here max definitely not creepily was like you need to explore and nobody's been exploring and then i was like all right danny you have a point there but also still like i don't believe that you have your trick on lock we all saw what happened with round one allison is a puzzle solver she is she would be very helpful in escape very helpful would nominate allison as a fourth Mm. on a trial period. she'd be good i don't need her but she'd be good personality wise i don't think it would work out yeah but yeah, she would be skilled so allison immediately solves this puzzle of the books and they they find this snake symbol and a map of where to go and how to uncover and what levers to pull to open these really creepy crypt like tunnels beneath the mansion that is that is a puzzle right out of an escape room though. oh yeah like right out of one oh, some of yeah. these books have a symbol some of them don't pull the ones with the symbol oh line they have up, lines out, on oh, them look, the sim- figure out the shape yeah figure out yeah oh look that symbols on the map that must be we gotta follow it is, yeah it's this like is straight out of an escape room pretty easy escape room I and guess. then <laughs> curtis is along for the ride and it becomes the blair witch escape room yeah because yes. now we're getting pov shaky cam footage yeah. of them navigating the mansion and i was like oh my god i think I'm gonna get sick. <laughs> Jesus. We get some bats that fly out at them, and they arrive at this double snake symbol where Allison immediately knows how to translate this text. I wish she had just been like abracadabra motherfucker and like it opened <laughs> oh, up. Shazam. Uh they're like, how do you how do you read a book? You turn the pages. Turn the knob turn the knob, which is a that g- let me tell you, if that had been a thing in an escape, you would be bad. I would have fucking pissed. I would have been pissed if that was the solution. Brain colors don't matter. Yeah. What? <laughs> Why? Why don't they matter? Um so they turn this knob. I know. I wanted them to get like a code because that's in an escape room. You would need a code. Yeah. 
I think that if there was something, I, I say I'd be pissed. If there was something that actually gave you turn the page, then I wouldn't be pissed. But just how do you read a book is a crazy fucking clue. So it's ri- uh, ridiculous. What's also ridiculous, guys, this entire scene is there's no fucking payoff and I hate it. So they go into this secret. <laughs> no payoff. That's true. It's so crazy. That's true. They go into this secret library. They found DeMilo's secret library. It's DeMilo, just a bank vault, by the way. Oh, oh, it's like, oh, 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 oh. Go, oh okay, go ahead. Oh, I feel like they're I feeling. got so mad. <laughs> In this scene because it's thrown away as Danny opens he's just like he fiddles around and opens a fucking vault yeah and he's like Allison asks him a very legitimate question of how do you know how to do that and he goes a lot of practice what does that mean I are was, you a robber I was literally like plot twist Danny is the Riddler it like is, is. he's Gotham's most wanted because this is Luda straight out of Fast Five when they're in the van yeah. oh my and god and they've got the remote control car and they look at the vault and he's like it's an 8x13 <laughs> and yeah, he like rattles off all these specs and and, uh, and Paul Walker's like how do you know that he's like I had a wife before you knew me O'Connor like it is Danny yeah, you, is yeah you did Tej you were a fucking <laughs> mechanic okay we saw it you had a garage where you got races together like that is like danny is a luda circa fast and furious right now dude it's yeah he just because again again okay 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 i'm like why are they here the same way that it makes no sense to try and find magicians by giving them a puzzle why would a wizard know how to crack into a vault? Because you know what the actual answer is? Magic. If he like, if I was a wizard trying to get into a fucking vault, I would just use fucking magic. I'm not like twisting it and turning it, like listening for the clicks. Like I'm in Ocean's Eleven. Like what? Yeah. It's it's insane. What's also insanity is they're down here looking and they're like, oh, we got all these books. It's Demilo, who the original uh, builder of the mansion. Oh, so many great things are down here. Great. And Curtis. This motherfucker is like, what's this knob do? And turns it and they all get yoinked from the library. Why were we there? <laughs> I and, don't and, understand. And they don't get mad at Curtis. Like, no. I'd be like, fuck you, Curtis. Like, I just like that now that they know it, they're like, oh, that's just our little clubhouse. Like, they just go back a lot. But, now. but like, <laughs> they're like, anytime we want, I'll just go back to the bank vault thing. All right. Curtis is the Gilbert. Worse. Curtis is worse than Gilbert. Yeah, so yeah. Curtis on the Gilbert scale, worse yeah, than Gilbert. Worse. Yeah. Okay. I agree completely. I just like this entire scene, and I, I'm sorry so I got heated about it, but like I just don't understand. I would have been so mad at him if we'd done all that work to get down there, and he then just he walked just... back. That's that's the thing that's crazy is that they did all that to get down there, and now they're like, it's like they unlocked the secret room, and now they can access it forever, right? Like it's like, oh well, we just did it, so I guess. Yeah, so Curtis, that was hilarious. I guess we'll just Curtis. go back tomorrow. Okay, but I would have fast traveled back mad, to their location. I would have been mad in that moment if I didn't know sure. if I could get back or not. Once sure. I found out I could get back, I would apologize to Curtis for my anger. But in that moment, I would have been like, Curtis, yeah. we just fucking cracked a bank vault to get in here. Yeah, We got in here for 37 seconds, and then you <laughs> yoinked us out. It, it's ridiculous. But what it does do is it lets us go back to the main stage, where Zoe is pulling rabbits out of hats. How does that trick work for it's a real? Big ass rabbit. Is there a like a compartment in a hat? You know, I'm not a magician, Molly. I bet you know that. How do you pull a rabbit out of a hat? I think there's a compartment. Uh, step nine: put the rabbit back in the hat. Step nine. 
That's <laughs> what it says. All right. Well, I don't need to know that badly. No worries. I'll I'll I'll, I'll study up. It has closed captions. So so Zoe pulls rabbits out of hats. I want one of you to learn how to do that. No. No. You there was want- a time during the pandemic when I thought I was going to become a slot of ham magician. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like at home. <laughs> I was like at home. I was like, I don't know what else I'm gonna do. We all got weird hobbies during yeah. the pandemic. I didn't fall through, by the way. Oh, yeah. This video is not about getting rabbits out of hats. By the way, this is just a weirdly animated video that says a hat is a good rabbit habitat. So I'm gonna go ahead and close that one down and stop what? my learning. I'll, I'll send it to you both. After that, that the rabbits and hats situation we have brandon make a light bulb that's definitely real float that pissed me off <laughs> there's a good trick though i mean I if agree. it had been real yeah if it had been real well yeah. th- it's just proven to be more false when danny reaches up to try to touch it and he just like you see him staring at the wrong spot and his hand is yeah like, you see his hand graze where it should be but the cgi like doesn't line up yeah and then it's danny's turn and danny says you know, the greatest Houdini trick ever pulled was when he made a full-size elephant disappear. So that's what I'm going to do. Here's an elephant. And out walks a hippogriff <laughs> from Universal Brandon Studios hippogriff. Osaka. It was, a, it, was the, uh, it was Hunter and Brandon in an elephant suit. Why would they agree to do this? God knows. They don't even like him at this point. Exactly. And again, it's your competition. Mm-hmm. <sighs> They Brandon walks up to Danny and it's like, I feel like a horse's backside. And he's like, sucks. Holds up the curtain. And again, we, Brandon should know by now not to stand behind curtains that Danny is holding. Yeah. <laughs> because he is um, thrown on a bucking uh, electronic bronco slash bull. Like he's thrown on a, I, on a bull. I have a question about magic. Uh-huh. We're the target people to ask, right? I just feel like any trick where you hold up a sheet for too long is a bad trick. Because if I'm in the audience, I'm going to be like, oh, they just switched it out back mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Well, is, unless, is that a common magician move? I think uh, that no. the the common thing is like the amount of time it's up with what you believe or perceive could happen in that amount of time. Okay. Like if I just if I'm uh totally like cuffed up or tied up right and then you just throw a curtain up there's uh-huh. a moment where you can't see me but yeah you don't actually think that in the time it takes for a curtain to go up and then fall i right. can totally get out right but i have the amount of time that i'm covered to get out of all my bindings right so i think that it's playing with you know you're going to give me the shot to like take away vision but you perceive that it would be impossible for something to appear in that amount of time right i feel like danny's magic he just holds it up for a for a long time like it's like a puppet show he's waiting to get that feeling that his magic has has happened but after this mechanical bull appears beneath brandon hunter's like we have a cutaway scene where they're like "Uh, that can't be like that's not a trick Danny must have actual magic. This is the craziest thing. <laughs> that is that, true. He does that, say that. This is the craziest thing. Also, there's a Donald Trump reference. Dude, I, yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't um, wait. The, this is the craziest thing that that their that their next step is that he actually has magic powers. Like they've seen two insane tricks. 
and their next step in a competition of magicians. Yep. Their next step is, well, he's actually magic. It's the only way. And Hunter's reasoning for this. I'm like, what the hell do you mean, Hunter? He's like, well, there's plenty of unexplainable things, you know, like mind readers or Donald Trump's hair. Or Curtis says Donald oh. Trump's hair. Yeah. Her honor says like ESP. Oh, yeah. And like something else. And then Curtis is like, and Donald Trump's hair. And I was like, fair, but also, wow. Yeah. It is weird just like how long he has been in the zeitgeist. In the zeitgeist. And like, like the apprentice was like roaring right mm-hmm. now. But instead, Danny just sort of explodes like things just happen around me. I don't know how to explain it. Enter Max again. He's like, well done, Danny. You have done the pulled out the trick from the magician's black bag of things where you might say that you do have special powers. I can summon a group of individuals to judge you and we'll do it on the morrow. I'm the president of the Skeptics Club. The fuck are you talking about, Max? Mm. But also, then Danny reveals to Allison that he really does have magic. And he explains the first two chapters of Harry Potter, but badly about how all the times that like magic has like come to him when he needs it. Yep. And she's just like, cool. And accepts it that he is a magic person. Now, two things. One, he makes sure to say a point of like, because of this, I feel so alone and I feel different. And she's yep. like, I, Very re- emo. I relate to that. Second question for the class. Yep. Someone that you know tells you that they have magical powers. How long, like, how, what's your reaction, I guess? I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Am I Allison in this scenario where I've seen this person perform things that I can't explain? Or is this you who I've interacted with a ton and I've never seen you do anything out of the ordinary and... Now you're telling me your magic because like Allison, to his credit, has seen Danny do things that are hard to explain. Right. Yeah. Whereas like if you're just friends with somebody. Yeah. And you've just been like, you've just seen them go to Walmart. You know hey, what bro, I mean? And they, they buy their toilet paper just like you do. <laughs> and now they're like, I'm magic. I'd be like, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, you the, buy Charmin. The first one. The first one. Yeah. I mean, it's still hard to believe. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think my reaction would just be, okay. okay. Yeah. I think I'd be like, prove it. Sure. Yeah, there would be some follow-up questions for there sure. There never is. Like, this is the umpteenth decom where somebody says some kind of fantastical thing and the other person's just like, okay. I'm a mermaid. All right. Great. I'm a I'm leprechaun. A now, granted, in that one, they're flying in a broom, so that adds up. Yeah, that hard would ar- help. Help hard to argue. It. Yeah, that would be help prove. Yeah, proof. So we have this play out. Allison convinces uh, Danny to go sit before the the council of skeptics of skeptics, which is made up of Max, who's the president of the Worldwide Skeptics Club, two scientists that are friends of Max, and a psychic. Yep. And so the, the deck is not stacked. Yeah, three to one doesn't seem stacked at all. I just, I cannot explain how much I love it when old white people make decisions. Oh, yeah. I love when really old people that should have retired a long time ago 
are in charge of making the decisions. Yeah, that's great. For Feels another really good. population of people. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of merit to it. Yeah. Huh? This I, is also, this scene is a clear setup, right? And, but it is, I did think it was going to go in a different direction than it ended up going. Me too. I thought that because Danny has not seemingly been able to control anything, I thought he was going to not be able to do anything. And they were going to be like, well, then you're full of shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not what happens. Danny sits on a chair and levitates. Like a lot. Like a lot. Like not a little. A lot of levitation. Yeah. And then Max is like, well, that's a magic chair. You're full of shit. And he, ex- he, he shows how... Is that chair real? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I d- no, I doubt it. I'm like, going to look it up. Because if so, that's like the coolest part of this whole movie is when he shows the magic chair. But it, he doesn't show it do anything. Like does, He sits in it and he, le- he levitates. He, he pushes a plunger on the side of it. No, yep. he sits in it and it, he goes up. He's a fucking wizard, He's Molly. a sorcerer, Molly. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> Oh my god. At this point I didn't At this point I didn't know that. <laughs> this is the entire pedal conversation all over again. Oh my god. No. Oh. Anyway, yeah. uh Max or Danny sits in a chair that was provided for him. He then levitates. And Max is like, well, he's able to do that because this is a famous chair made by a famous magician. And he like shows a trick little plunger on the side of the leg. And basically is like, I know that you've been snooping around in the mansion and and like that's a very impressive trick you're very clever but like this is all the the chair and danny's like i didn't bring this chair here and he's like yeah i'm sure it's just a coincidence that it's all here and danny is set up like max has clearly set up danny uh to look stupid to look like a failure in front of this council the council uh agrees that like yeah you're a very clever magician but you're not actually magic the result of this is allison confronts Danny because she now believes Danny was lying to her and we watch their friendship if you could call it that because they've been openly hostile this entire time dissolve he does have a moment to go back when they're doing the escape room he has a moment where I think their friendship turns Mm -hmm. where he's like you're really good at this I could never have put that together and she's like anybody could have done it he's like no not anybody could have done it you are great at it and I thought like oh he now sees her in a different light. They're partners now. Mm -hmm. And after that scene where they like discover the secret room there, he's back to being antagonistic with her. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand. I mean, like he confides in her like, yeah, I'm, I'm real, but like they, she, this is the moment where he needs to like work for that because she was trying to be supportive. She was trying to be there for him. He was antagonistic. Then she wins him over. She shows value. He accepts her. Then she thinks she's been lied to. And he's just like, well then fuck you. And like walks away basically. Yep. And this is the moment where he needs to be like, no, I like 
Yep. I, I'm, I need to work for you now because you've worked for me and I need to work for you. And immediately you see Allison in a position of like, once again, trying to save Danny and Danny not being receptive to it. It's uh, it's such a tired, tired story beat that we have happen here. And, and you know, though, it's not Allison's first time having a close friendship fall apart. Okay. We're, right. we're here. All right. right. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, as it did for uh, Allie of Allison and AJ when she starred as Rhiannon in Easy A. Great movie. One mm. of Max's favorites, if I understand movie. correctly. Yeah. She plays uh, Emma Stone's best friend who then they get in a big fight. Spell with your peas. <laughs> uh, big tits. Um <laughs> You know, not <laughs> not the same scene, not but two not the same. big tits is a line from Allie, though. So that's why I wanted to throw that. You know, in. It's true. That's true. And uh, married to Mr. Spell it with your peas is uh, the character Rosemary portrayed by Patricia Clarkson. Mm-hmm. She's Emma Stone's mom mm-hmm. alongside Stanley Tucci as, as her dad. Best characters in the Best movie. characters. Best characters in the movie. Now, one thing that P- Patricia Clarkson has been in that I really enjoyed is a little SNL skit called The Mother Lover by The Lonely Island. Uh-huh. I'm it, a mother lover. You're a mother lover. We, we should fuck each other's mothers. Fuck each other's moms. In which... <laughs> Our Dick in the Box friends, Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg, are not able to bang their own moms for Mother's Day, obviously. So they naturally say, we'll switch. You bang my mom, I'll bang your mom. Sure. The ultimate make every Mother's it Day a Mother's Night. Honor to be your new stepfather. Exactly. Patricia Clarkson <laughs> is one of those mothers uh, alongside Susan Sarandon. She is the other of the moms in that. What big names I got for those music videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, who doesn't want to be in a Lonely Island video? Susan Sarandon was also in a movie called Mr. Woodcock. Oh. Where she plays a character named Beverly Farley. Jasper Woodcock of the title is played by Billy Bob Thornton. No. Billy Bob Thornton plays Dan Truman in 1998's hit film. Armageddon. That he does. Alongside Billy Bob as AJ Frost, you have Ben Affleck, who's gone on to do many things besides acting. He's gone on to be a writer, a director, both of things he did for Gone Baby Gone, which stars his brother Casey. The composer of Gone Baby Gone is Harry Gregson Williams. And, you know, he's composed the music for a lot of different things, including all of the Shrek films. Ooh. And when I think Shrek... I think Donkey. Sure. Which is, of course, Eddie Murphy. Now, Eddie Murphy very famously had sex with Mel B from the Spice Girls, and they have kids together. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy delivery of that, Molly. Okay. <laughs> How did we. What? what the fuck? What? Okay, go on. Mel B's in Spice World. <laughs> uh, you're connecting Eddie Murphy. To Mel B, Scary not, spice not because of a piece they worked on together, but because they. I mean, technically, they, yes, yeah, that's okay. I wrote down if you'd like to see my graph, baby daddy, baby mama, sex. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Where I normally write the the role of the movie uh-huh. and the movie that connects them, those are what I wrote this Got time. It. Yeah. Mel B, a.k.a. Scary Spice, stars as herself in the critically acclaimed film Spice World. My first uh, ever PG-13 movie. Wow. Wow. Great film. A good one. Great film. In that movie, you have a photographer played by Dominic West. Now, I know Dominic West. I thought you were about to say Toretto, and I was like, hold the fuck up. No. Dominic West plays Fred Casely in Chicago. Mm -hmm. He gets shot 
by Renee Zellweger. But when Renee Zellweger goes to jail for shooting him, she meets Big Mama, mm. paid by Queen Latifah, who I would argue has the best song in the film, besides He Had It Coming, of course. But when you're good to Mama, Mama's good to you. Uh, Queen Latifah also played Auntie M in the Muppets version of The Wizard of Oz. You guys seen that? Wait. I I think I have, but I've only seen it once. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen it. Pepe the Prawn is Toto. It's mm. it's inspired. Um, in now you can't make a Muppets movie without Miss Piggy, of course, who's voiced by Eric Jacobson. That's right, a man voices Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I just learned out. I learned today. Uh, he also voices Miss Piggy in Muppets Most Wanted. And in that film is the Beef Eater Vicar, played by Frank Langella, who in this film is Max. There you go. Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, well, we made it. We made it. I didn't think we'd make it through puppets and boning, but here we are. You've been Armageddoned, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. New, the, new the surprise every week. The connection is is new. Someday we'll find it. The coitus connection. Oh, a, a a new surprise every Armageddon. That's right. The lovers. The really trying to set a high bar. Me. You know, Molly. Yeah, you. You're yeah, like in, in the second year we're doing the Pope. Yeah. yeah. We're going through sex. Yeah. We're we're setting new. NASA text eight nine ten. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's wild. Do you think that when they had sex? Mel B sang to become one from the Spice Girls. Oh, uh, I hope so. Debut album. It's where I learned about sex. So, <laughs> same. I was pretty young. <laughs> same. <laughs> Singing along to my Spice World album. But also on there is naked. Remember that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that is that on Spice or is that on Spice World? I think both. I think of it's the, on Spice, right? I think you're right. I think I think naked is on Spice. I think to become one is on Spice World. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> to become one, I need someone like I never needed love before. Wanna make love to your baby? I have a little love. Come, now I'm back for more. Wanna make love to your baby? Set your spirit free. It's the only way to be. It's the only way to be. Ten the games that we <laughs> play. <Jesus. laughs> oh my god! Let's All right, let's work it out, boy. Let's work it out, boy. This is gonna be us whenever the Spice Girls reunion. Oh fuck yeah! Oh my god. Okay, Allison and Danny's friendship over. Allison is now handling it very maturely by drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Angry mustaches well on pictures of Danny. Face, Come like. a little bit closer, <laughs> oh baby. God. Get it on, get it on. Cause tonight is the nine. Oh my god. That two become one. Anyway, what were you saying, Alan, about mustaches? She drew a penis on his face. Oh whoa. Bell B did or. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> Are we to the finale of this movie yet? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, no. We got to find Alan. Danny hasn't even talked to Max yet. <laughs> no. 
We get a conversation between Allison and Curtis, where Allison and Curtis rewatch the footage from the first trick Danny ever did, and they realized that the pigeons, I'm sorry, the doves appeared from nowhere. Yeah, what I thought was bad editing was indeed uh, intentional. They watch back the VHS, which is just watching back the actual scene from the <laughs> I know, that part's funny. And they're like, frame by frame, Curtis is like, hey, they, they come from nothing. Um, and so they decide that makes him magic. Yes. And Allison must go after Danny to try to find him. Instead, she goes back to their secret hiding place where now Danny and Max are meeting. Max, surprised to everybody, reveals he is a sorcerer. And so is Danny. And then they have to practice and concentrate to control their magic. So in order to do so, they make two miniature knights fight each other. <laughs> Dude, that is a crazy scene. <laughs> It's crazy in like, I don't know what they were trying to achieve with the way they filmed this. They, I don't know if they were trying to make it look claymation when it clearly is not, but it's like very choppy in frame count. Yes. And it, it is crazy. Like the way they made that is crazy. I think Danny beats uh, Max in this night claymation battle. And Max is like, here, I'll help you control your powers. Put on this not suspicious ring at all. What if you told your kids this movie was Harry Potter? Just for a second. I, yeah. Think about I it. I think it's a great idea. Because like the night scene, like they clearly were like, they've got something going on over here yeah. in the wizarding world. We're going to take some of that because they, the night scene, I have to assume is wizard's chess. Yes. Then we have the producer, Paul and Max have a conversation after Danny leaves where Max reveals he's actually the big bad and he is in control over Danny's magic so long as the ring is on and eventually he wants to steal Danny's magic from Danny the same way that he stole the magic from DeMilo. Murder. Also, Danny can't take the ring off himself. Someone else has to take it off, which is convenient that Allison is listening to this whole conversation and videotaping it all. Who could have seen any of this coming? Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that at this point, we've been watching the movie for like, I don't know, like an hour and 10 minutes. There's like 20 minutes, 25 minutes left of screen time. And they're just now introducing this plot. That's correct. Like we could have cut down a bunch of the montages from earlier. Yep. I didn't actually need two fantastical trials nope. from the game show. I am much more interested in the evil wizard trying to steal the power. Correct. But in classic decom fashion, we're going to shove that entire plot into 25 minutes. Correct. And it's very rapid fire. We have Allison try to go tell Danny. She's unable to tell Danny until the next day. Danny at this point doesn't trust Alice anymore because of their friendship blow up. Starters. She's like in the middle of a huge group of people outside. She's like, hey, we got to talk about the fact that you're a wizard and Max is the bad guy. And it's like, and Paul's like, like kind of creepily like listening in. He's like, like, why wouldn't she here? be like, could you come over here for a second? Like she does that eventually. But well, yeah, she does. It. He's like, I'm with my friends. These are my friends now. It's like they weren't your friends fucking a day ago. Insufferable. Oh, he literally made a statement that made me like, you're a fucking idiot. He was like, I've never felt more at ease and at home in my entire life. And I'm like, it's been six fucking hours. Yeah, he's got that ring on. They try and make it seem like because he has the ring on that now he doesn't feel stressed out because he's in control somehow. Well, Max is in control over Danny's magic. So Danny doesn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So... He's like, how I've been so happy lately. Six hours, dog. You've been happy for six hours. 
Allison takes Danny to the head producer of the show to have a confrontation to once again explain the plot. Danny has a ring on if he keeps it on, he'll die. Max is going to do the murder. Uh, and the producer's like, hold the fucking phone because that, that's how any rational human being would react at that point and be like, hey, explain more. Max shows up, definitely not suspicious, asks Allison to show the video she took. They have an open fight over the recorder before it's put into the VCR to only find that, oh no, the tapes have been wiped. Well, because you watch him rub his thumb across it and do magic. And again, if she had been a little fucking more subtle and not been like, I have these tapes that show the evil plot. Yeah. Maybe they could have watched the tapes. If she'd just been like, hey, Danny, come look at this. I have something to show you. Yeah. She doesn't even need to be like, Danny, this is out. Like, trust me. She just needs to be like, watch this. Look at this. Look at this thing. Yeah. But no, she's she shouts to the world. Yeah. In the open air. It might, Harry Potter might as well be like, I'm hunting horcruxes. Don't hide them better, Voldemort. Like, shut it's up. It's ridiculous. They decide that Allison, the stress of the show, has made her uh, a little loopy, so they want to send her home via the train. She hops off the train. They don't, they don't she, decide oh. that. It's Paul and Max, like, yeah, scheming. scheming. But I did love maybe the most melodramatic line of the whole film. You just when lost Allison, your, when your Allison final says, trick. When Allison goes, your last great trick, Danny. Making your only real ally disappear. But Danny's response to that was crazy. He looks angry at her and then in a huff, just fucks off. It's your last great trick, Danny. And then cut to her melodramatically sitting on a bus that looks like a fucking san francisco trolley car oh it's yeah. a train they call it a train. it's the same bus they were on yeah. or the same yeah. thing they were on when they when danny did the trick <laughs> but my favorite thing about it is they're playing some emo song she's looking longingly out the window all the windows are open but only her hair is blowing <laughs> like it's very clear that they have a wind machine outside yeah, yeah, just yeah. for her because the woman behind her's hair is down too not moving at all and her hair is like dramatically blowing in the wind as she looks out the window solemnly and i was like oh wow this is a big budget moment right here dude and in this moment she realizes i gotta find out more about demilo so she hops off the train goes to a conveniently placed internet cafe and begins doing research on how this dude died he had his head crushed in she says that via voiceover so then naturally we cut to him in his coffin head intact Not crushed in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But what is important is in his cat, they took pictures of presumably from an open casket. Creepy. And on his finger sits the same ring, not suspicious at all, that Danny is wearing. What? Bum, bum, bum. Again, we got 10 minutes left of this movie. Jesus Christ. We are really rapid fire going through this. Well, so is the film. Allison has to get back to the magic mansion. How does she do it? Everybody through a fucking prop. She gets in a prop. We don't know how. It's definitely off camera. Where she's then loaded onto a truck and then delivered to, oh, to yeah. be used in the magic show. <laughs> yeah, she ships like herself yeah. seemingly. Yeah. Yep. But, Wouldn't you die? What? Well, Wouldn't no. she suffocate? I think it it's not airtight. on the box. It's probably not a long delivery. In the good place? One of the characters, the reason they died is because they thought they were going to rob a bank by locking themselves in a safe. <laughs> and then they die. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or a fridge or something, but it just feels like you might die. Yeah, for sure. So she's delivered. Then we have Allison sneaking around moments. Discovered by Hunter. 
as the other performances are happening. Mm -hmm. Hunter wants to turn Allison in. Allison's like, hold that thought, and then runs into a funhouse mirror room. Where did the funhouse room come well, from? They, like, they, I know Danny we saw and it, Allison yeah. have done this before, which is why she knows how to get through it or whatever, but the, just this is... Oh Cut that part. We don't need that. We don't yeah, need Hunter don't interfering need any right here. Of this shit. Like uh, we do have. This is seemingly. I I think it is important just because of what's going to happen with Danny. That like there's a live audience. This is the finale of a television show. Yes. A competition reality. Yes. Television mm -hmm. show with a live audience, and so Brandon comes out first. Does some very simple close-up magic, mm -hmm. lots of applause. Then Zoe comes out, and this is all buying time for mm -hmm. Allison to go and get to Danny. And mm. eventually Allison finds Danny in the back and is like, you got to take the fucking ring off. Demilo had it on. Max is going to kill you. And Danny's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> he sucks. He still sucks so hard. And he goes out there, and sure enough, Max is no like Max is the most uncreative murderer known to man. He literally does the same thing every time. Takes a big weight and drops that, it on the opponent's that's head. That's what a lot of murderers do. They have like a method to the madness. All he knows about murderers. What I loved about this is that <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, that's a lot what of I loved about this is that yeah, to your point Alan, the setup is one Max is not helped with anybody else's show. No. Brandon just went out, did his tricks. Zoe just went out. Now Max is a part of the show. Yeah. And he's like, Sus. he's like, Danny's going to whip this thousand pound lead brick or whatever. And so they Dude. like bring out this big piece of lead, which I'm like, that could just not weigh a thousand pounds. This is not a very impressive. <laughs> yeah. Trick that could be styrofoam. Like and then Danny goes and just tries to lift it up. And the audience Boom. loudly says, Go home. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else goes, give it up. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, Brandon did the shittiest tricks I've ever seen. Everybody's like, whoa. Amazing. Yeah! Iconic. That's iconic. He put a little <laughs> light on his finger and waved his hand around. And now Danny's like, I'm going to pick up this heavy weight, which isn't magic. That's, That's just, just weightlifting. weightlifting. Oh, God. And they're like, boo, you Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. But eventually he makes it float over his head. And by he does, I mean Max definitely does. Danny mm -hmm. doesn't do anything. Correct. And as... It, because he's had the warning from Allison, he recognizes at the last minute that Max is going to drop this heavy so, ass weight on his head. I'm supposed and he to dodges. understand that Max is just going to murder him in front of a live studio audience. Well, Correct. he's done it once before with Demilo. I know, but a trick gone wrong. Decal. Correct. Yes, <laughs> okay. you are supposed to understand that because then when it doesn't work, Max is mad. Max is mad, but the show must go on. So he's like. Well, I hope you weren't planning to use that weight again, Danny. Well, you know, let's see your next trick. He's then, so not subtle. He's so not subtle. And then the delivery box gets wheeled out. Allison is clearly looking for a way to get on stage to help. The delivery box gets wheeled out full of swords. Yep. Sure. And again, Max is just part of this show now. Yeah. He's just like not. He's like, all right, let's have Danny do his trick. And then he starts taking the swords and plunging them in the box. And I was like, he 
He's going to kill her. He's going to murder her He's ready not only to kill Danny, he's ready to murder Allison as well. I've been watching a lot of horror movies to get ready ready for HHN, and I forgot this was a decom for a while, because I also thought she was going to get murdered. And then at one point, he, like, sticks the sword in, and it kind of, like, she gasps or something. Mm -hmm. So then Danny is like... (gasps) Allison and he runs and he opens the box and she wasn't in that box of course and my Chucky and Megan and Blumhouse watching ass is like that would have been hurt there was no blood coming out of that box right like did you guys notice that Allison's clothes change yes so she's in the first time she's in her standard like t-shirt blouse and and, and jeans she gets like a sexy magician's assistant outfit when she reappears in the box maybe that was magic from one of them yeah maybe magic uh, is your like what's it D- dsx mox Ma- magic's the answer to everything dsx dsx machina yeah. yeah what's that come from act of god why don't you just call it an act of god right so uh allison reappears back in the box it's because it's latin and that's what it means. that's what it means in latin um, i know it's latin but i'm just saying why do people use the latin phrase i'm sure allison appears in the box comes out of the box and now she's like, ah, I'm here to help Danny with this trick. And she's like trying to take the ring off of his finger yep. behind his back so that Max doesn't see. But Max can can mentally feel the that the ring got taken off of Danny's finger. And so now he's like, what are you doing? And in front of the whole live audience is like, uh, all right, well, Danny, now do your trick. And then just throws Danny into the air. Throws Danny into the air. Spin, this entire sequence is fucking madness. Spins him around uh, like a top. And at some point, Danny's able to correct his flight pattern. And then with the ring, because Allison doesn't know how to be subtle, is like, the only way to solve the problem is by putting the ring on him. Yeah. And I was like, yes, yeah, shout the plan in front of the villain. Yeah. Uh, I have something to say. Yeah. This is very interesting. DSX Machina, Machina uh-huh. translates literally to God from the machine. Uh-huh. And it comes from uh, Greek the- ancient Greek theater uh-huh. where actors who are playing gods were literally brought on stage with machines like cranes for oh. their dramas. But it says it occasionally appeared in comedies as well. So like the term literally came from the fact that the god characters hmm. would come from an actual oh, machine. That's hmm. cool. And now we use that phrase. And then it gives examples of them in modern age. And it's, yes, it's the Eagles in Lord of the Rings, the time travel and end game. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. But yes. That's cool that it comes from actually a machine. Very cool. Uh, something I learned today. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So Danny corrects his flight pattern and spins down. And we get a shot of Danny flying down through the ring he's holding. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, he's just going to shove that ring. Dude. No, no, he throws it. Everything. Yeah, it's like everything Frodo. from the scene from when they go when he says, "Now it's my move." Max is insane. Yeah, that's like, true. First, your shot is him holding the ring out, his eye peering through the center of the ring. Then he's flying towards Max with the ring held out. Then next thing you see is Max is just wearing the ring. Oh, how'd it get there? And then Smoke. it cuts back to Danny, like Superman flying, and his face is fucking crazy. Really kind of distorted. <laughs> and then there's a puff of smoke, and Max is gone. I, and that's the show. I was like, now did Danny commit a murder? Did like, Danny murder him? No. I he, did, he didn't. But he like, did it, but I also thought, did 
Did maybe he just commit maybe a murder? We just watch somebody kill somebody. You know what? All all doubts should be allayed here because guess who comes in for VO and staring back into the screen one more time? That's true. That's Allison. She's here to tell us the following. Danny had to go into hiding to so he could get stronger control of his powers because eventually he's going to have to fa- uh, fight Max again. Yeah, they found out Max got away. Max got away. Paul probably helped take the ring off. Danny's learning, and nobody knows where Danny is. Floating popcorn enters the scene. Ah, that's not true. I might know where Danny is. Teleportation magic happens. Allison appears beside Danny. Where are we? Oh, you're just showing off. Top hat on. Throws the top hat into screen fade to black movies over. Are we over. supposed to understand that Danny was in the room with her, and that's why the popcorn's floating? No, yeah, no. I, I thought so. I think he made the popcorn float from a distance and then teleported her to his location. Can he do that? God knows what he can do, his Molly. Magic and Molly. Okay. God knows. Okay. Yeah, we we literally. Dias knows. Okay, because I was like, <laughs> you know, it feels like you need to be close enough to see something to levitate it, but uh-huh. how would I know? Yeah, we wouldn't. We wouldn't know. And that, everybody, we're supposed to believe that it ends on a romantic scene between these two, by the way, as they like the arm over the shoulder situation, uh, which definitely feels unhealthy. So that is the end of uh, Now You See It, folks. Uh, Now I wish I hadn't, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Gosh, it's just, it's just so, it's, it, yeah. What what do you guys think about this movie? Yeah, fuck it, I'm going to go first. 2.1. I loathed so much of this movie because of like what they employed, how they like the fact that we have Danny who like is objectively unlikable, has zero redeeming qualities throughout this entire movie. Does he has one moment where like, yes, it could be great. And then he undermines it through his actions. Allison who like, do I end up sympathizing with her a little bit and empathizing with her? Yes, I do. But also very annoying at the outset in her approach. Max, as a villain, I'm just like, what is how what what's the mechanics behind how this work how this works? We've gone back to the old decom style and approach of like, here's a bunch of fucking plot items, figure it out. You and, good, bro? Or? And they stare into camera. They do so much. They break that fourth wall. Two point one. I actually also very surprisingly had written two point one down. You can see it on my notebook. I've written it many times. That was also my uh, my choice. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I so badly want to like this movie. Like on the outset, I think the plot is really cool. And I also, like you said, Max, think close up magic's cool. And I also really like fucking wizards normally. Mm. So the fact that this movie sucked made me sad. For similar, I think that I because I enjoy the the setting of like like we've gotten a lot of sports movies mm-hmm. yeah that's true. right we've had even obscure sports like we've had a lot of sports movies we've had a lot of like movies that feel in similar theme and it's nice that we got something that was different a close-up magic movie mm-hmm. yeah. you know like mm-hmm. i like that i like the setting of like cool magic uh mansion with mm-hmm. like cool secret rooms and mm-hmm. and like puzzles very, very to, clue very, yeah like i like all of that I like seeing different tricks pulled off. I agree, Molly, that I wish we would have had like better sleight of hand magic, like better magic being done that wasn't CGI, wasn't relying on CGI, but I like the the sort of structure of like doing tricks and having the competition, but most of it doesn't make sense. I think that mine is a little bit higher than yours just because of those like thematic elements I enjoy, but it's still not much higher, 2.8 for okay. me. 
boy, do I have a review for you. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. The title of this review is one of the best decom movies I've seen this year. I hope it's the only one you watched. <laughs> I watch Disney almost every day of the week. Uh-huh. Since I saw the previews of this movie, I was dying to see the premiere. But for some reason, something happened, and I don't remember what it was. All I know is that I missed most of the premiere. But I did know that Disney does premieres on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What? I just couldn't wait. I finally got to watch it sometime in February. Oh my goodness. I just loved it. I still love it. It's one of the best Disney movies I've ever seen. Wow. I just hope it becomes a decom movie because there was a Halloween type movie last year or the year before, and it didn't become a movie at all. Earlier this year, I tried looking it up what? on the Halloween movie on Disney, and they didn't have it. Wait, what? What's happening? I'm what glad I recorded. <laughs> <laughs> they hope it becomes a movie. I just hope it becomes a decom movie. It is because a decom movie. <laughs> because there was a Halloween. It's a Disney Channel original movie movie. Yeah. Because there was a Halloween type movie last year or the year before. Halloween type? And it didn't Probably. become a movie at all. What? Earlier this year, I tried looking What does that at, mean? Earlier this year, I tried looking up the Halloween movie on Disney and they didn't have it. I'm glad I recorded it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you the title. It's called Scream Team. I think I will try it again. It is a decom. Yeah, it, it, it is also. Also, that wasn't a very good movie. Well, this person clearly has no taste. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you the title. It's called Scream Team. I think I will try it again. Hang on a minute. Hello? Nope. Nothing. Nada. <laughs> Sorry. Are you are you typing out your actions in in the moment in the IMDb? Well, I think I might. Never mind. I don't want to cause an influence on kids if they are reading this. Scream Team is an awesome movie too. <laughs> what in the fuck is happening? That's the end of the review. <laughs> they, they give it a ten out of ten. What? <laughs> Get it in out of ten. I think I might know. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to influence kids. I, what the fuck does that mean? I've read this movie. I, th- that review has been read verbatim. I, I assume so. Oh, that's God. crazy. Okay, that's a ten out of ten for this movie. By the way, sure. Uh-huh. And scream t- co-signing scream team. Co-signing scream team. Now, now I do have a second review for you. A uh-huh. real treat. This. Th- this review is titled, This Movie Was Stupid. Well, I agree. Well. <laughs> this movie was totally ridiculous. True. My friends and I watched it and were totally disappointed. Okay. The movie has bad graphics. Sure. The movie has boring elements. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Basically, throughout the movie, this girl tries to, seems to try to be a, quote, very, unquote, close friend. The movie contains the usual bad guy trying to kill the main character. Only in this movie, the girl, Allison, doesn't save the day. The bad guy tries to embarrass the main she character. She does, though. She does. The bad guy tries to embarrass the main character. The secondary character comes to try to save the day. She does a little by taking off the ring, but that's all. That, that's it's the, kind whole, of the thing. whole thing. Uh, go on. Yeah. She tried to tell the main character about the bad guy, but... But doesn't listen. Would you say Danny's the main character? I would say she's the main character. She's the main character. Mm -hmm. Right before that main character is about to die, the secondary character yells out, Danny, the acting was horrible. That's true. Allison Michaela was the one of the worst people I could have picked. She needed some enthusiasm. Oh my God. Danny, the character, needed to be much nicer and less offensive. To top it all off, they didn't even kiss. Well, what value do men and women have together (laughs) if not kissing? Yeah, apparently. This truly was a bad movie full of demonic stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now we're in it. It, Go on. Let's go. Interested. (laughs) If you are a Christian, I wouldn't see this movie. (laughs) 
Listen, if you're, I just wouldn't see the movie. I'm just like, I don't care who you are. Maybe don't see the movie. Yeah. It's, it's giving don't watch Harry Potter. Oh, man. I love some satanic panic, baby. Oh, God. I read that and I was like, what is happening? Both of those reviews, I was like, what is happening? One time in a YouTube video, I made the hand gesture that Eddie Munson does on Stranger Things, mm-hmm. which is like the rock, rock on. on. Yeah. And someone wrote a very long comment about how that's the devil's hand symbol nice. and nice. that we are clearly demonic Satan worshipers and people shouldn't follow us because I made the hand symbol. I mean, they're right. That's true. Yeah. It, my, we, we are. My love of Stranger Things is all a cover for my love of the, the occult. Of the occult. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Uh, you get it. <sighs> yeah, that's now you see it. Next week we got uh, Buffalo Dreams. I'm worried. What is that? I'm worried about that. What is that about? <laughs> Buffaloes? Well, it's got a BMX bike in the in the. Oh no! It's got a BMX bike in the in the poster. Oh no! Wait, is it about Native American things? Yep, it oh. sure is. Oh, yeah. I'm oh about it. no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm concerned about that's it. That's where oh. the buffalo comes from. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Wow. Me, the white man, should not be talking about this movie. Wow! 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 Well. Oh boy, yeah, next week is Buffalo Dreams, everybody, so can't wait to dive into that one. Well, oh boy. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to rate and view the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our socials, and if you want to join in the conversation, join us on Discord. And until next time, friends, we'll see you next week for Buffalo Dreams. Maybe only Alan can talk next week. <laughs> Bye.